You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, suddenly we've arrived at the second last show of 2019. This is Big Boys and Body Slams. My name is Zach. My name is Kyle. Um, we had a complaint this week that we should probably get off the the uh, our chest first, real Wh- quick. What? Uh-oh. What was it? Do uh, I know it? Did I know it? Did yeah, I get it? yeah. Uh, my dad wanted us to say that the Sounders won the uh, oh, yeah. MLS championship right. and was very upset that we hadn't did it. And yeah. happy birthday, Dad, Congrats last week. Congrats to the Sounders. Stand. And uh, another another year, the Sigler Memorial Holiday Light Scavenger Hunt was a resounding success. It's a skunk! Uh, Nobody else will get that except for Zach. Kyle, Stan, and Zach True. and Eden's team didn't win, but... Uh, we, we actually should have won. We, if you account not cheaters into the, into the equation, we would have won. Uh, but that's that uh remember last week this was off the record i was jo- i was joking right i was joking around with kyle about how marty's girl was going to show up at nwa well he's... i need to stop making jokes like this because every time i make an absurd joke it it becomes true he's in nwa because he showed up in nwa into the fire and uh confronted james aldis james aldis <laughs> nick aldis there you go <laughs> i was thinking james storm i don't know why because james uh, storm was in that match so tell me your guys' thoughts about that that's uh, a pretty big get for nwa I, I think it's a uh gonna be a one-off match do you i think he's killing some time because i think wherever he's going was expected like people were expecting him to be there coming up and they're kind of making it a surprise letting him do do a one-off match uh, all this is a good worker all, all this isn't gonna hurt him that should be a great match that should be a good match what do you think, Luke? Uh, I'm Luke, by the way. Hi, Luke. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm disappointed that it's NWA. Um, it's I understand funny. that a little bit. I think it's big for the NWA, and I think I do think it's probably going to be like a one-off program. Uh, let's not forget, he still holds the championship in Ring of Honor as well, so obviously he'll be working more dates with them too, uh, not under contract. How weird is it that they have a current champion in Ring of Honor that they don't have? That's super weird. A contract. But speaking Vince of Vince champions, Vince let's, McMahon's worst nightmare. Yeah. Let's talk about PCO for a minute. Yeah, speaking of champions, How PCO won the world title. How crazy is this story? Is this the biggest comeback in wrestling history? It's got to be up there. The man's crazy, and that match was pretty crazy, and to see him, I did not expect him to win that title, and uh, yet but he did, after a PCO assault, too. He, so it, it was just pretty surreal seeing him with that belt. Uh, so Ring of Honor doing some good things. Their show this weekend was actually pretty good, all um, things considered. I got a couple other things I want to like tidy up. There is a poll on Twitter and on our Facebook page about a Royal Rumble show in uh, the second episode yeah. in January. Go on Twitter and vote for 2001. Or, I don't know what's going on there, but it's getting Come on, no, raced. vote for 2007. Vote for 2001. No, vote for 2007. 2001. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at the end of that 2007 Royal Rumble is... Vote for 2001. Don't vote for 2001. Vote for what you want. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, as I said, we have two shows left in this calendar year, including this one that you're listening to. Next week, we're going to be doing In Your House Seasons Beatings. And I'll run that down at the end of the show like usual. That'll be coming out on Christmas Day, a Christmas extravaganza. And then on the first, we're doing a best of. I've contacted a few of you. I want to get your best of on our polls. We're going to put, instead of doing questions that week, we are going to have you, a couple of you that we talk to on a daily basis, Call in with your opinion on why you picked one of the topics. Yeah, so, so I'll be posting that to Slam Chat uh, so everybody can call in and explain. Zach, Zach and I have the the pictures yeah. saved, of the ones that have came in, but I'll be messaging more people as the weeks go on. And So make sure you do that. Get those in. That's going to be a fun episode. we got a lot of fun categories. I'm still waffling on my best of list. I'll probably the, be making my mind up until the day it, we record. Mine's going to be changing every day. Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a... A tumultuous, crazy, yet pretty fun year for professional wrestling. Uh, and WWE is ending their calendar year of pay-per-views this year with WWE TLC, which took place this uh, last Sunday. Uh, what were your guys' feelings going into TLC, and did did it live up to your expectations? I guess we'll, we'll, get, we'll let's get that from the a 10,000-foot level. We'll obviously get more granular as we review the show, but what were your thoughts going like into the that. show? I like that. More I, I mean, I think you and me were kind of on the same page. We didn't watch the show live. You and me were hanging out and doing a scavenger hunt instead of watching TLC. 
I mean, I think that shows us what we need to know about how our feelings were. Yeah. And Luke, you, you didn't watch it live either, I did correct? Not, yeah, because no. you were up in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, what did, I mean, I was were not, we excited for this show? I was show? not excited to watch it, no. I, I wasn't really either. There was only one match that I was really even looking forward to. I'd say Actually, there were, two. Yeah, two matches I was really looking forward to. And to be fair, both those matches, for me at least, kind of delivered. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the card was whatever. I, I waffle. Should we get into it? Uh, yeah. I feel like that was a quiet news week this week, but there it's coming. I mean, come on, it, nothing's happening. We're coming to the holiday season. Everything's kind of winding down. AEW is still doing their thing. They're packing their shows. And NXT, by the way, is going to be amazing tomorrow. They have I think two both, or three title matches scheduled for the show man, tomorrow. So last week AEW was nuts. Too. It was. I think it was my favorite. Q, episode. QT, QT Marshall is a stud. Yes, he is. It was yes, awesome. He is. Anyways, uh, we got to talk about TLC. Uh, we're going to have a match on the pre-show, and that is going to be Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. Can I give you guys a disclaimer? Yeah. This is the first time that I did not watch the pre-show. Whoa. You didn't watch the pre-show match or anything? Nope. You missed a good match. It, uh, was, it, was, it was quite solid. This, this was kind of just added to the show. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the minute they sent them out there, because this had no buildup, they're kind of telling the story with... Well, didn't Carrillo just beat him? On Raw. Yeah, he beat him on Raw because of a Zelina uh, Vega interaction. So they're kind of telling that story of Vega and Andrade kind of... go home Raw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was literally less than a week before this match, Carrillo had beaten Andrade. So they're kind of telling the story of Vega and Andrade maybe having a falling out. I think that is a horrible... Horrible, terrible idea. Don't do that. Uh, there's ne- You never want to break up a manager and a wrestler just to do it. Just because. And there's yeah. no reason that, that Andrade and Zelina should be going separate ways. I don't know if they will. This could all blow over or be forgotten about, right. knowing the WWE. But the angle they're kind of pushing for, I really want them to kind of pump the brakes on it a little bit and rethink it. If, if their end goal is to split them, I just don't see the positive in that there is no positive in that no uh this match for what it was uh it wasn't super long or anything but what we got i thought was pretty fun at one point uh humberto gets pushed off the top rope onto the ground hard by uh uh andrade we get not one but two picture in pictures in this match that's like more aggressive than some tv matches yeah and of course they're both advertising for the tlc show and it just makes no sense to me in a post pay-per-view wwe landscape why we're having to go picture in picture to advertise for a pay-per-view you're already watching on the wwe network i know that a small percentage of people are still watching via pay-per-view i was gonna say there are there is that free network tier now. Yeah. And I, that's probably free on the network like it used to be on pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. So, um, it just doesn't make sense to have two. I mean, these picture-in-pictures were within three, four minutes of each other, too. It was pretty egregious, I thought. Uh, Andrade uh, almost loses in the exact same way he lost on Raw, which is Zelina Vega getting involved. But instead of knocking her off the apron this time, he's like, I'm a smart boy. But then he gets rolled up and kicks out. And then Carrillo hits this insane, like, inverted Frankensteiner into a moonsault, and he wins the match by pinfall. Do we get times, Luke? Uh, no, I did not. It was, like, eight minutes, seven minutes long. Carrillo uh, won. I thought that this was way too good of a match to be on the pre-show, and it got me thinking about something, and that is, right now is arguably Andrade Cien Almas, his, his in-ring prime is kind of just passing us by, and he's had... No meaningful stories since he's been on the main roster. He's just wrestling, which he's a great wrestler. But seeing the stuff he did in NXT, he he's one of the best wrestlers maybe in the world. And to see him, like to see his prime passing like that. And Humberto Carrillo, too, for that matter, is a very talented guy. A very good, solid. He could he could be that big Latino babyface star that they've been looking for since Guerrero. This was 12 or minutes Rey Mysterio. 12 minutes? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that they're kind of just he's just having pre-show matches and it's really egregious to me. Why why can't they find anything better for Andrade? You know, I guess that if I was going to do a discussion question, that's my question for this match. To me, like I don't know. I feel like he's he's uh Alberto Del Rio but has all I mean all of the skills that Del Rio didn't have. So like he should be at the moon. That's a good point. You know what it is? What? It's the case of the NXT champion. You the, win the NXT the championship curse. For the most part, you're not getting that success on the main roster, it seems like. After after Seth, who's had an extended main roster push that has done well? 
Finn was heading that way. Finn was he, headed that way. Then he got hurt. Yeah, and then Kevin he Owens is the only other one yeah. really. But how do Owens? How has he been booked? Not very well. Two years with Shane McMahon and losing your title to Goldberg. And again, we're get, we're again in that like, Kevin Owens phase where it's like, well, maybe things are turning around for Kevin. Five months from now, when he's getting thrown off into a dumpster, exactly. I, I'm going to be very cautiously optimistic uh, about that. It's just a bummer, man. I think he really could be the guy in the the he he could be the heel in the company. And yeah, just I agree. Don't see it in him, I guess. I just think Andrade has such a high high ceiling. Yeah, and he does, and they're not letting him get even close to it. No, and it's it's. This might be the they're in the midst of maybe dropping the biggest ball NXT ball that they've dropped. Remember that like that's that's a lot of balls. The, you remember that like two month uh, span where he was wrestling Rey Mysterio every single night, and, and they were every, having banger banger. Like, matches. why would you just quit doing that? Yeah, and that even that story, like I thought for sure that was going to lead to like a best of seven. It should have led to that, and you could have had the big seventh blow off match on pay per view on the main card, and that could have been a catapult for him mm-hmm. to bigger and better things. But instead, he's beat, he's losing to Humberto Carrillo, and probably going to lose his manager and. Then he's just another guy, unfortunately, yep. in their eyes, and that is what it is. And th- after that, we are in the main card now, and we're going to kick things off uh, in, in rip-snorting, knee-slapping fashion with the New Day versus the Revival in a ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, champs out first, Kyle. That's uh, for you. I was... That's the first note I wrote, <laughs> champs out first. I'm going to say it every time we, we get it's it here. It's so stupid. I know, I know. Uh, there's a big old f- brawl at the bell. They all start fighting. One of my favorite things, Vic Joseph. Was it Vic Joseph? I don't know who said it. it might have been Corey Graves. They all sound the same. Uh, it's just the way they said it was funny. They're like using weapons outside the ring, and they're like, "This is all totally legal." And it, the way he said it, it just sounds like something someone would say if they were definitely doing something illegal. You right. Know? Like this is all totally. totally legal. I gotta tell you, some of these announcers on this show, other than Samoa Joe, Dude, were I, out of control. I, I cannot, and I was t- talking to you about this quite a bit. Yeah, I cannot stand Michael Cole at all. He's ru- he's getting to the point where he's ruining matches for me. He is so robotic. He's so phony. Everything he says sounds like either a tagline or some hokey ass nonsense. On stock on stock. It is so unbelievable that he has fallen to the point where he's just going through the motions. And he's just, he knows, the thing is, he's been so programmed in that WWE style that he is like, he is like a WWE bot now. Yeah. Where he just knows exactly what to say and when to say it. Even if it sounds so fake, he's still going to say it, you know? And it's still going to, Vince is going to be, ah, it's such good shit. Uh, We'll get to it later, but King had some... Tonight that I King was, had some cringe moments. I was like, dude, King had some vintage. Uh, <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, uh, pervert. At one point, Big E throws Dawson over the announce table, and he just lets out an "Oh yeah!" right as he walks into the frame. I thought that was hilarious. And then Kofi is sliding out of the ring at one point, and Dash and Dawson have the ladder on each side, and they just start killing him. Oh, dude. with this ladder. Man, Kofi looked like he was getting killed. What'd you guys think of Biggie busting out a stretch muffler in this match too? By oh, the way, twice. I told I was watching with my roommate, and I was like, "Dude, I love this submission. This is awesome. I love the stretch muffler. And he did it on both of them. He did, yeah, back to back, which was awesome to see. Uh, we I just get, love Biggie. At one point, Kofi gets dumped off a ladder, and then he bounces off the top rope into it, uh, splash into a Trouble in Paradise. Good lord, that was awesome. Yeah, Kofi. Kofi was on fire this match. Uh, by the way, he just signed like a new contract, contract five year contract. Yep, so congratulations to Kofi, uh, one of the best man. And then Biggie, he does the the through the rope spear. Often he hits one to Dash Wilder. That's the best one I've seen. That's the best one I've seen. He was going a million miles an hour, and Dash Wilder went. He hit the barricade just about. He went flying. That was awesome. A little bit later in the match, uh, Biggie hits a big ending to Dash off a ladder, and then Dawson recovers and goes for the belts. After he's just sitting there watching this, he's not unconscious. He's watching Big E like beat up dash and he's just like this is fine just holding on the ladder yeah and yeah. it's like go it was, get the belt dude and he, fin- he finally decides to go for it but then kofi jumps onto the ladder like a spider monkey and he knocks dawson down and he grabs the belts I-, I like that he doesn't unclip the belts which we saw this in the main event too he just takes the carabiner and just boop, takes it off yep and the new day retain in well 19 minutes and 20 seconds that's not exactly how that spot went because he jumped on the ladders before Big E did the big end. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. No, they. He was like limp. He was like laying. Oh, that's backwards. right. He was like dead. He was yeah. selling dead, and yeah. then he came and back then, to life. And You're then right. he came back to life. Hit uh, right. Dawson with the belt and You're knocked right. him You're off right. the ladder. You're right. That was sick. Yeah. Was so what'd finish. you give it? I give it four stars. 
I'm, I thought of all the times we've seen them wrestle on TV and pay-per-views, even in multi-tag team matches, it needed to be spiced up a little bit. And I thought this was the perfect way to inject a little drama into it. And I loved it. I gave it three and three quarters. I really liked it. I actually could probably give it four. Um, Come on. So you want me to give it four? I'll give Dude, it four. Yeah. New Day deserve it. Man, they're so good. And they're still like, they're still so fun. Yep. And these, these two teams could wrestle for months on end and still put on good matches. Yeah, they could. And this was an example. Luke, what'd you think? I'm sticking at three and three quarters. Oh, uh, we yeah, can't I'm, talk I'll him up. Heel. I'll be the heel. All right. Um, I thought that it still feels like, I mean, we've talked about this before, but Big E was an absolute Iron Man. Good God. Yeah. And it still feels like they're priming him to be on the sidelines for a singles push anytime now. Yeah. You, I, think, um, I think when Woods comes back, I think maybe you'll took, see him. He was taking ladders to the nuts. He was getting yeah, absolutely, yeah. he was getting wrecked time and time again. And he kept coming back. Yeah. That was, if there was like one issue I had with the match, it was that when Kofi would hit, uh, would take a high spot or even if it wasn't that much of a high spot, there were times where Kofi was out of the match for yeah. like what felt like five minutes. Yeah. And then Big E would just do Big E would things. Just, yeah. Would just save him every time. Um, but I really loved how um, Dash and Dawson had their brutal style like they always do, and it meshed well. Um, Big E was amazing, though. He was the star for me. I love the revival. So my question for this match is, where does the New Day go after this? Because this seems like a blow-off. Yeah, I don't think you'll see the revival, really, in that tag team Are the revival picture. leaving? Someday. Like, are they leaving soon? I don't know. I don't think their contracts are up that soon, are they? I could be wrong. I, I don't know. They signed recently. I thought so too. But yeah. they keep making weird comments about. They're just working the fans. I think. You think with all so? That. Yeah, I think they're just kind of having fun. And I mean, as far as <sighs> is it is it Rude and Ziggler when Rude gets back from his wellness policy suspension? Do you want to go back to the Usos when they come back? When are they coming back? Who know? I don't even know if they're what show the, they're on. The, <laughs> the, the SmackDown tag team division just seems kind of dead. Tell you what, Roman could have used them tonight. Yeah, he could use some. He could use some friends on that night. He could use some friends. Oh, on I'll this get show. to that point. So, uh, I don't know, man. What do you think? You know, I've a new tag team, maybe. I was kind of thinking Rude and Ziggler when they come back, and you go through that for a couple months. But then, what do you do? Yeah, I don't know. Or do you give it to the revival? And let they them? need the Usos back in a bad way. Yeah, yeah they, they do. do. They really they do. do need the Usos back. So, I mean, maybe that's what's next. Usos come back as heels. New Day versus Usos. I could see it. I could see it. I don't know. If they did, they get drafted. Are they? What's? I don't even know if they're on SmackDown. I don't know where they're at. But Raw's got tag teams. Yeah, that's true. The Viking Raiders are one of them, and the OC. We'll see both of them later. Uh, backstage, King Corbin is interviewed, and Kayla Braxton is literally talking about Roman Reigns like he's an actual literal dog, talking about how he's unchained. The big dog's gonna come God, reclaim the puns his yard. Were just making me. I was gagging at this. I was like, hey, I don't want to. This it was so bad, and it, it just gets worse. We need to get <laughs> once we the, get to the match. The king gimmick's got to go. We need to get rid of the king gimmick. We and need the to, stupid theme. We're song. starting you're to all, like. You're already over it, huh? We're starting. Yeah, he's not doing a good job. We're with starting it. to like get to that point in WWE where everybody has like a thing, you know, like Roman Reigns is a dog. Baron Corbin is the king. Ricochet is a superhero. And I think we need to take a little step back from that and like just let people be themselves. Don't force monikers or nicknames onto people. I think that's because then you it starts with, yeah, he's the big dog, get it? And then he's literally eating dog food. So like it's it's getting to that point again. And then Baron Corbin wins the king of the ring and he's literally the king. Corbin is such a good heel, he does not need this. No, he doesn't. It's so ridiculous. To be fair, the king of the the two comparisons you just made, the King of the Ring one makes way more sense because it's been done before. But I mean, Roman Reigns getting dog food poured on him like it's Al Snow and Big Boss Man is just bullshit. <laughs> I hate the dog food just shit. Dude. You, you know, there's someone sitting in the writers' room that's like, <laughs> so dog funny, get it? Because he's a dog, and, dog. and his name is Vince fucking McMahon. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, that's going to lead to Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black. I'm going to say it right now. This is probably my match of the night. Easy. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. These guys just beat the shit out of each other. And they were ex- almost exclusively kicks. Yes. Uh, they go step for step in the beginning of the match. They're really going, oh my God, by the way, did you guys hear Vic Joseph shilling this card game when Aleister Black was making his way oh, to the super ring? Card season yeah. Seven. yeah, and he's like, he's got the most downloaded super card. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Why are you reading me this? Like, hey, it matters. Hey, I got to tell you something. he's getting yelled at in the ear. Exactly. I got to stop you about Vic Joseph for Yeah. Me. Do you see what Corey Graves said? That, that Vic, Vic and Joseph Samoa Joe and Samoa are, Joe are a better Cole and Taz? 
No, oh, I'm sorry. Come on. Colin Taz, maybe the best, besides JR and the King, maybe the best commentary duo in the history of the WWE. Ooh. Uh, Gorilla Monster. Yeah. Like Gorilla and Heenan. Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. But hey, Corey Gray's got to stop this. He's got to stop. You're trying to be a shock jock like is, Colin Coward, and it's ridiculous. Thinking. Did you guys download the Aleister Black Supercard card? Nope. Okay. Uh, they go I, step I for step. I played that like four years ago, and it Did was you? fun. Did you? Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've never played it. They go step for step in the beginning of the match. Uh, Alistair Black just gets creamed on the post and then on the steel steps. And one of those two spots broke his nose. I don't know which one it was. It was either the post or the steps because they happened in sequence. It's so funny because you listen to speaking of announced teams. Are you going to mention how they wouldn't? The only person acknowledging his nose was was King. King. And then Vic and Samoa Joe were like, his his jaw is really hurting. And the King's like, hello, do we see that he's bleeding from the nose? I just love it. It's like they had those two were totally going with the worked. Yeah, and King was like, no, we need to guys, talk about... Guys, people literally see that his nose is broken. Yeah, like, we have to... I That was driving was me crazy. Flabbergasted. It was driving me crazy in this match, dude, how they were just... But to be fair, like, Alistair was still selling his jaw. I feel like that's something on the fly that the workers have to be like, should we, like, work the nose? Like, have your nose? Because it's... it's it was gushing blood. Hey, Black did hit a uh, Judas effect like maneuver. He yes, did. He, he did. hit a really yeah. nice uh, the, the, the ending sequence of this match is one Dude, of my favorites. I will get there. Yeah. They Murphy. So you know the cheeky Nando's kick where you get drag the guy's head by his ass and then you just super kick him. Buddy Murphy does that, but he does it about seven hundred times in a row where he's just kicking and kicking and kicking uh, Alistair Black right in his face. It looks great. Um, and then we get this huge setup powerbomb for a near fall and then the striking sequence that murphy and black have back and forth is a thing of absolute beauty it was amazing this was like something you'd see in the main event of a new japan title match like these guys were hitting forearms kicks strikes oh, punch i mean it was amazing and then it leads to a black mask kind of out of nowhere it yep. was and alistair black wins in by pinfall in 1345 what'd you uh, get it? i loved this match the one thing i can knock it for and i've been doing this lately time i don't like to do it no the time was fine uh, the crowd where were they no the crowd was kind of dead they didn't night. really heat up until the end of this match and this whole match was amazing i gave it four and a quarter i really i want to watch it again i gave it four and a half this was one of my favorite wwe main roster matches of the year by far uh i off the top of my head there's not many i can think of that i liked more but this one was one of them four stars for sure i this one i could be talked up to four and a quarter uh, this was amazing. We knew going into it, these are two of the best strikers, specifically two of the best kickers in, in the whole company. And the knees. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, just the leg style offense. But as you said, they even had the Judas effect, some awesome um, arm strike. I mean... Some moonsaults. Yes, dude. I mean, these two are so ridiculously talented. I'm happy that we're seeing Buddy Murphy uh, matched up against heavyweights. Bigger, yeah, bigger definitely. Guys, and he's not disappointing whatsoever. It's crazy to think that he was ever in a tag team, actually. It's crazy to think that they had him kind of wasting away on 205 Live, too, if you think yes. about it. Yes. The thing I was going to ask is, are we going to actually see a Buddy Murphy push, or are we going to see Buddy Murphy floundering after this? Well, Because since... it's start-stop. Remember after the right. Daniel Bryan match? Right. And it was he was done. It, it, didn't he wrestle Roman Reigns, too? It was like Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, and then he was done? It's just like he's so impressive, but he's not getting... He's not getting too many signature wins. So right? so why so why can the WWE not get behind Buddy Murphy? Like what's what's the deal? Is with, it because of 205 Live? Is, is it because it they could just be. won't let won't let it get past that? Because his entrance music is terrible. Let's be honest. I don't think it's. I don't know. I don't mind. It. I don't. I mean, I honestly don't remember it. So oh, like, I, that's, hate, I hated it. But but he, he had the Roman match. Yeah. He had the Daniel Bryan match, and then yeah. he's gone forever. Yeah. One thing King said is both these guys are undefeated since moving to Raw. Yeah. But you know what? How many matches have they had since moving the Raw? Like, I mean, they only started wrestling regularly like two weeks ago. I think Aleister Black only had like two matches. I'm so and happy to see Murphy Aleister has maybe back, what though. three or four. Me too. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have many more. So, like, what are they doing? If I knew, I'd be in a very different position in life because I don't have the answers. Well, maybe you should say something ridiculous so that it'll happen. Maybe I should. I, I, my, my stupid prediction is that. Uh, uh, Alistair Black's gonna beat the Fiend at WrestleMania. Ooh! Even though they're on different shows, he'll beat Brock at WrestleMania and win the WWE title. There you go. There's my. There's my. There's my. It's never gonna happen prediction. Wow! Book it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. Uh, yeah. So, buddy, buddy, and Alistair, man, they both could be bona fide main yep. eventers. After that, 
uh, we're going to get to Rusev being interviewed backstage. He doesn't have to pay alimony. He is so happy that this divorce is getting finalized because he's this like, sucks. he's like, not only once they're once they get married, I'm not going to have to pay alimony. Anymore. Can I tell you my favorite part of this whole storyline? What? Charlie Caruso and the King. Why? Why? Because everybody else sucks. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the storyline is Rusev by far yes. because he just like, he's wearing Daffy Duck shirts. He, what did he have? He had another ridiculous shirt on last night. He's like not shaving anymore. He's just like, I don't even care anymore. Like he, do, he does like, not give He's nice. just dumb. Rusev is Luigi, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just so degaffing right now. And I just love it. I'm here for it. It's my favorite what? part like, of I'm this just feud. so over this feud. I know. Man. But he's still over. I know. The Rusev Day chants are coming back now. He's going to beat Lashley on Rusev Day. Yeah, he is. Whenever that comes. Uh, wow. It didn't come. And he that. says he's back. He cuts a really nice little promo, and uh, we just know that match is coming, though, right? Um, and then we get a video package flashing back to Seth Rollins on Raw, uh, kind of like orchestrating the AOP to beat up Kevin Owens. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's, that's oh, okay. what he did before he stopped oh, yeah. him. Uh, I like how he's sitting in the back of that van like a supervillain, by the way. He looks like Dr. Evil. No, when he for, when he turns over, he totally, when he spins around, he totally looks like Dr. Evil. <laughs> I wish he was stroking uh, like a like hairless a, a cat. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. So that's just kind of keeping that in the back of your mind. And then we're going to do the Viking Raiders Open Challenge, which is answered by the best tag team in the world, the OC. Uh, Orange they, Cassidy. They cut a little promo. Uh, Both of them, yeah. Just saying, like, we're the best. So that's why. And we're the only team to beat you. So that's why we're going to challenge. So it's like, it's actually pretty good logic. But why did that have to be an open challenge? Why couldn't you have just booked the match? This well, was such a letdown for an open challenge. I was thinking we were going to get, like, I don't know, the Undisputed Era coming out or the Usos, the coming, Usos back. coming back. But the, oh, we got the OC. Who the OC, been, who they've been wrestling each other, it seems like, every week. Uh, well, that's the funny thing is we talked about how Raw has tag teams. What if I told but you? They had the worst match. That the OC answering this open challenge wasn't nearly the worst thing about this segment. Oh, tell me what the worst thing what is. What if I told you that there was a table uh, with a lovely Kentucky Fried Chicken tablecloth on it? Spread. With four uh, quote-unquote fans sitting at ringside uh, with just a feast of Kentucky Fried Chicken. I got I to gotta tell you about this real quick. I'm going to skip to the end real quick. When they're brawling around the table... And they're ripping the shit off the table, and the one the guy, guy just in the DX shirt chicken? is just sitting there eating his chicken, just very slowly watching. Well, he's like, I only got paid a hundred bucks for this. I'm getting chicken. It, yeah. So number one, it's obvious from the instant you see them, these aren't fans. There was no contest. We would have heard about this contest on TV. Uh, they would never let fans at ringside like this with no security detail, with no barricade, with no nothing. It's obvious the second you see the stupid fucking table that it's only a KFC advertisement and that this table is only there so someone gets gravy all over them at the end of the match. Right. That is the only reason this was here. And good news is they even cut to it two or three times in the match so you can see the fake fans fake watching this fake match while they eat their Kentucky Fried Chicken. Was that fake? Might have been. I don't know. I kind of want to go get KFC. I kind of want KFC now, though. Let's go get KFC. So I guess mission accomplished. Uh, This match is just a match, and they just go through the motions. There's a few neat spots. I like there's this huge spine buster. I think Eric hits it to one of the OC. You know, Anderson hits it to uh, Ivar. Yep. And uh, nice Arn Anderson mentioned by Samojo on commentary there. That's like the only thing of note I really have in this match. Uh, Lawler's just going nuts this whole match. Yeah. He's just spitting out nonsense. Yeah, I wish I would have wrote down some of his lines because he was out of control. Uh, oh, yeah. I even wrote down King's commentary can be so goofy sometimes because he's telling the guys to like throw chicken at them. Yeah, that, that, yeah he was screaming to <sighs> throw the chicken at him. It's very strange how he... Has like he tries a lot to be the straight guy anymore, like these days, but then he just like channels old king, but it's like a watered down old king. Yeah. And he's like making these jokes and puns that like my grandpa wouldn't even find funny, you know? Yeah. And it's like, man, come on, King, what are you doing? Uh they everyone fight fights outside of the ring and then there's a double count out. And nice. Yeah, I love those finishes. Those <laughs> what, are great. What'd you give it? Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. What did you guys give I it? I gave it one point seven five. I gave it two. I gave it one point five. <laughs> It was just, no- it was nothing. I hated it. I, it, can I be honest? If the stupid KFC stuff hadn't been uh, in this match, I probably would have given it a 1.75 or a 2. I would have given it a 2, but the KFC stuff really The KFC down. stuff was so bad, and you knew the second you saw it exactly what was going on. It's so shameless. My favorite thing after the match, uh, there's this big brawl, right? And everyone starts fighting. Anderson grabs the KFC table and moves it over. Vic Joseph plugs this bucket, and... <laughs> 
it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life because it's supposed this and let's think about this as a real life scenario, okay? Let's say these are really fans who won this actual real contest and now there are in imminent danger because these four 200 plus pound men are fighting right around their chicken. Do you really think that Vic Joseph is going to take the time to say, "You better grab that $20 fill-up bucket available at KFC and get the <laughs> heck out of there?" That's all you need to know oh, about this God. match. It was fucking stupid. Wow. Yeah, you 1. really did 5. put that in perspective. So let's uh, move on to the next one. Uh, oh, no, no discussion, Kyle? Uh, nothing on that one. What's your favorite KFC? <laughs> What's my favorite KFC? Oh, uh, anything. Oh. I like the tendies. They have good chicken tendies. Oh, I like the uh, the KFC bowls with the mashed potatoes, the, the corn, corn and stuff. Oh, yeah. Famous bowl. I just yeah. like the A-piece bucket. I like the spicy famous bowl, but the re- the regular famous bowl is better. So go get some KFC. They're mac and cheese, If too. nothing else, oh this made me want KFC. So You know what was not there's good, though? That. The Cheeto sandwich. No, no. I, I don't need you Cheetos know what, in my fast food. But you know what was good? The what? double down. The double down rip, bring they it back. They need to bring that back. R. They R. need to bring, bring back. Hashtag yeah. bring back the we double down. Absolutely man, going when KFC. I was in college, like the first of many stints, before I dropped out the first of many times, uh-huh. uh, Same. I would walk to KFC almost every day for lunch, and when they had the double down, I got the double down almost every day. And now you live walking distance from KFC. But they so don't have double downs anymore, comes, so I don't it go. It comes full and circle. And you thankfully don't have a heart condition. There you go. Uh, up next, we the, know the Miz is interviewed. Well. Says that he's moved his family uh, to an undisclosed location, so Bray Wyatt can't get them. Uh, Braxton mentions how the Fiend changes people, so that's not a theory. That's actually built into the storyline now. And uh, he says... That this is the most personal match he's ever had. I love this. He's got uh, this is good. He's got broken Matt Hardy skills now. He just changes people and it's fine. Yeah, I mean he's magic, I guess. Uh, so yeah, so the Miz is gonna do. He's said that he's gonna. He doesn't care who it is. He's gonna be brave. And then we get a video package for Roman and Corbin. And this is when I had to turn the show off the first time I tried watching it because I just had to sit through KFC. I'm not sitting through Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. And I wish I would have just skipped this match altogether. This is a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Uh, I don't know why this was a tables, ladders, and chairs match because we hardly saw tables, ladders, or chairs in this match. We saw mostly kendo sticks in this match, to be honest. Uh, and dog food. We saw dog food. At one point, Corbin uses dog food as a weapon, and then he chokes Sam's reins through a table later in the match. He just has dog food hanging out under the ring. So here's my question. So is he, so is he hiding the dog food under the ring himself, or do they have a dog on their ring crew that <laughs> needs to eat? Because I'm This look- doesn't look like dog food that should be fed to dogs. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so... I can hope I, not. Can I tell you another pet peeve I have now? Please. And I, I'm sorry. I'm getting to it now. There's like 25 guys, including Dolph Ziggler in the it Revival takes... and Baron Corbin, beating up Roman Reigns. Where's anybody in the back to make a save? Usos are gone. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. This is your, your hero. This is your John this Cena. This cancer. is your Hulk Hogan. This no, year. You're just going to let him Hulk get Hogan. beat up? Yeah. Like, you're just going to let, like, nobody's going to come out? There's a few issues well, I have with that. Number one, the fact that it takes approximately 25 people to beat up Roman Reigns. Dude, you know what Four it of them like? being WWE superstars. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest being <laughs> a, a very strong Jack security detail that he just Cor- makes them look like babies. Corbin did throw one of the guys. Like He threw him, like, 45 yards. Dude, Corbin threw that guy far. The, that was the best that part That was the, the timekeeper guy, and they just yeah. started beating him up for no reason after you know, that. You know what this made me feel? Like, this gave me flashbacks of was... uh. The 1994 Royal Rumble match, the casket match between Yokozuna and Undertaker, when Mr. Fuji, I don't know if you guys ever watched this match, but Mr. Fuji literally had like half the WWF roster come out uh-huh. and beat up Undertaker and put him in the casket. And that's what it took? Yeah. yeah. This is that, yeah. This is the 2019 version of that. Ziggler did hit a sweet super kick, though. Yes, he did. Uh, I do want to say, Yeah. how many guys historically, I mean, especially in the last year, have even have ever come out to help Roman? Because he's been... He's it like been, never, ha- unless he's with the Shield, nobody cares about him. And it's weird. Because he, yeah, he's supposed to be. Debray was dead. He's obviously yeah. not a good, uh, good enough guy in the back then. Yeah, obviously, he's like, I don't care about this guy. Heat. Uh, what? I didn't write it down. When Corbin comes out, it's obvious there's some kind of object in his wrist tape. What was it? Did we write this down? I never saw. Was anything. it ever disclosed? No. I gotta know what was in that wrist tape. Because if you see him when he's cutting the promo before this match, he obviously like there's like a two inch like bump in his wrist tape. There's obviously something there. Was it a blade? I don't know. We, oh. did, we Well, nobody bled in, in this match. Oh. Uh, anyways, eventually the Revivals and the Dolph and everyone else starts beating Reigns up. Zigzag, there's a, there's Shatter a Machine. Nice looking Shatter Machine and then an end of days onto a chair and Baron Corbin wins by pinfall in 22 minutes oh, and 20 seconds. I barely, oh boy. I barely made it through this oh match. Boy. This is when it started going downhill for me. Star and a half. I also gave it a star and a half. Wait, 
the yeah, star and a half for sure. But this this is the KFC one wasn't when it went downhill. I mean, at least th- this is when I got bored. Can this I, is when you weren't hungry. Can I have like a pseudo <laughs> the KFC hunger cravings had worn off? Can I have like a pseudo question for this? Not to sure. step on your toes, Kyle. That's fine. Uh, who thought that this would be a good idea to put this match on a pay per view? Because we know historically, it's, it's it, Roman Reigns kind of needs a certain kind of guy to work with, right. and Baron Corbin really needs a certain kind of guy to work with. Who thought this would get over? Who thought this would be a good match? Uh, uh, Such good shit. <laughs> I uh, my, my mind's blown. It was how could you put? I knew this match wasn't going to be good. That was basically my question in a nutshell: Is why are these two guys matched up together? They, there's no reason for it. You could Baron Corbin should be kicking little guys' asses every week. You know? and, dude, you could have a five-minute match between these two, and it'd be good. Yeah, this doesn't need to be a twenty-five-minute slog. This was like this was like the WrestleMania match between Triple H and Batista. If you took all the cool spots away from the match, right? Yes, precisely. And there's nothing left after that. It's just nothing. This I was just a big nothing. This burger. was. Oh, I hated it. If only Baron Corbin had a nose ring. Was this your guys' least favorite match on the card? Yes. Yeah. I think it was mine too. It had some stiff competition, though, uh, a little bit later in the show. Can we talk about something I love? Yes, looks like it's time for Miz and Bray Wyatt. We get a really good video package because this angle has been a home run. Uh, This this whole angle has been incredible. The baby monitor stuff, the toys being... Yeah. Or, like, the the funhouse creatures being in there. And how cool is it to finally see Bray Wyatt? Right, and... How great was the character work at the beginning? Oh my goodness! Miz never took his eye off Wyatt. No, and and Bray's entrance. Wyatt acts. Wyatt acts like Miz isn't there. He's waving yeah. to everybody. Bray's, I love the moment when Bray walks to the announce table and he rips like the cover off, and then he like crawls on the table and he just stares at Michael Cole, and then he just stands up and starts mugging to the crowd. And then the crowd gets super hot when he's going into the yeah. ring, and then he comes back out with the title, and the, the crowd yeah, the goes. Crowd, he's has the crowd in the palm of his hand right now. He. Spoiler alert, this might be my best gimmick of the year. I mean, I think it might Ooh, be everybody's best gimmick of the year. Uh, it was cool to see Bray. As far as the actual match, I did like this, but it wasn't really because of the wrestling, if no, that makes sense. It, it wasn't meant. The character be- work in this match was fantastic. I loved, I mean, and The Miz had offense in this match. Yeah, he came out straight. He, he had, had all school, the offense. He had a skull-crushing finale within like the first minute, two minutes of the match. And every time he would hit Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt would laugh i love how he'd he'd have this like it was joker he'd have this like childlike mentality and then he'd snap for a second and then he'd become like brutal mean bray wyatt and then he'd be back to that like fred rogers it was very joker-esque luke that's a good comparison to make uh i mean bray wyatt wins eventually after two sister abigails one One of them was like draping outside the floor sick and how long uh, six minutes and forty seconds. I'm glad this was no longer than what it was. Did, what did you give it before we get to the? After I give it stuff? two and a half, uh, but that does not accurately describe how much I enjoyed it. So here's what I put. I put it's a two and a half star match with a twelve star story. Yeah, I mean it was because great. It, the story was so fantastic. And if I, I mean to be honest, this I enjoyed it almost more than anything else. I mean it was card. very very enjoyable. It, it's it's rare to see to see character work this good the in Miz, wrestling the Miz is still so good he is unfortunately yep. this was just to f- feed into the uh Daniel Bryan stuff yep which is unfortunate because I thought this story really had some juice to it but but hey we might be seeing like an a like a frenemy or... thing coming yeah. on yeah we might see Daniel and the Miz working together to yeah. take out the I fiend I could see it I could see it uh after the match Luke what'd you think oh yeah Luke Oh yeah, me. Uh, two stars. I, I mean, like you said, the match was what it's it was. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard but, to. But the psychology was fantastic, man. Was. Seeing, seeing Bray be Bray, we've been waiting on that. We've been talking about that. So finally seeing that psychology, and he wrestled like almost exactly like you would expect. Yeah, as I mean, hard he put as that his is, twist to... on it, but yeah, just completely passive. Yeah, completely passive. Yeah, but here's the thing um, that really resonated was that he's still invincible. Yeah, like he, he still, still gets up. He took a skull crushing finale. No big deal. Yeah, he still gets up. He still, and I'm really glad that they've gone away from like the finisher spam with him, because that wasn't gonna work, you know. And I'm glad that they've gone back to like maybe one or two finishers you can kick out of, but we're not gonna have right. the Seth Rollins hitting 45 stomps in a row anymore. Uh, after Thank the match, uh, a, a mystery man appears. I think everybody pretty well. Much... The fiend was on the big screen. Oh yeah, that's right. The fiend, and then Daniel Bryan or well, Daniel the, Bryan. Yeah. Spoiler alert: It's Daniel Bryan. The uh, 
Bray's like, he's here, he's here. And then Dan O'Brien shows and then, up. And then, hold on. And then the fiend like looks at him. He's like, okay, I'll do it. And then he grabs the mallet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he grabs the big cartoon mallet. Michael Cole acts like he's never seen this before, which drove which me up a wall. Me off. I hated that. He was like, what is that thing? I'm like, we saw it. Shut up. We've seen it before, Cole. Shut up. You were there. Uh, and he grabs the mallet. He acts like he's going to hit. Uh, he wants to hit uh, Bray with it. The lights go out. You mean hit Miz? Miz. He was going to hit the Miz? Bray? Oh, yeah, Bray. And then Dan O'Brien grabbed it, and he yeah. was going to hit Bray. The lights go down. They come back up. Uh, Bray's gone. You're going to even mention that what, or Daniel Bryan had his first haircut in 20 years? He yeah, looks, he's the American dragon, he's baby. Looking, he's looking like he hasn't aged that much. So he looks a little bit like Orange Cassidy, actually. This brings up my question. Uh-huh. Are you ready for Yes, Yes, Bryan back? Or are you kind of disappointed the heel run didn't go longer? Or did you kind of want to see more demented Daniel Bryan? Or... How are you feeling well, about Well, we still don't know yet, though. Yeah, I think the jury's kind of still out on who he's going to be exactly. I mean, he was in the corner doing the yes chants with yeah, all the fans. Yeah, however, so. however, he did the head stomp. He That's did the true. head stomp to Bray. That's true. Which is the like a heel Brian thing. I want to see, like, I, I still want to see, because they're they're pushing this narrative that, like, everybody, Bray Wyatt, everybody the Fiend beats changes somehow. And, like, besides having short hair, I'm still kind of wanting to see what that means. We will. I mean, the... So I'm excited to see how that change manifests itself in I kind of think what they were talking about was the change coming back to the yeses. Because I think they know that that's one of the most over things oh, they can yeah, do. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that they they couldn't let it not be there anymore. Honestly, It's though, interesting, though, that if you think about it even more, like, if you really get down, like, not only do people change, they kind of become their old gimmicks again. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, Finn Balor went back. He's pretty much Prince Devin again in, in NXT. Uh, Seth Rollins is like kind of like asshole Seth again, and it looks like Danny Ryan might be the American Dragon again. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's and fun. we'll see that, what happens with that Miz. That is fun to think about that. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll go back to Miz from the Dixie Dog fight with Daniel Pewter. I'm no, tough enough. Let's not. Oh God, <laughs> let's not do um, that. But okay, but to be fair, the Miz might not change because Bray Wyatt. Oh, beat true. the Miz. The Fiend did not beat. One thing the Miz. that was weird though is that as Brian got more and more hits on Bray, the crowd went from being hot to more and more confused. Like, wait a minute, yeah, he's beating him up a little too much. Well, and I think like maybe people thought he was gonna be working with Bray too. It's a little confusing, but at but, the same time, we gotta just let it. Play but here's out. the thing. Yeah, exactly. So it, Daniel Bryan, even if he like quote unquote goes back to his old gimmick, he's going to put some sort of twist on it. Oh, because for he sure. has for sure. every single time he's changed his gimmick whatsoever, he's put a new twist on it because he's just that damn good. I just want to see him go full Ring of Honor, American Dragon, badass. You know, wearing the wearing the the cape and all. Yeah, that. yeah. Yep. So we'll see. Um, up next, it's time. It's time for Lashley and Rusev and a tables. Match. I gotta tell you something first. Yeah, please do. <sighs> Jerry Lawler said. That with his ex-wife, they had Olympic sex. Oh, my God. And yeah, I was Vi- going to get to it if you didn't. Either Vic's, Vic Joseph or Joe goes, what is Olympic sex? He goes, sex every four years. And I just stopped. Vic Joseph, you could hear him go, oh. <laughs> After Go back and listen to it. You can literally hear Vic Joseph like groan when King makes that joke. I was like, dude. He's just saying sex this, sex that. As, because as, he was talking about Lashley. Oh, Lana my doing God. It, it was just like, I don't want to hear about this. You're 70 years old. I King, was like, dude, stop. please stop. This is uh, For a company that like prides themselves on being a family company and they're PG, they sure talk about sex a lot when Lashley and Lana and Rusev are on the screen this match sucks i got nothing to say about this match it sucks i gotta tell you though the spear that almost went into a table that was stopped was what was going on at the very end of the match yeah that was supposed to be the finish i'm 99 sure and then then lashley picked him up and like suplexed him through another table table. what is going on here lashley wins i really don't have much to say about this match lana gets involved the one spot i did think was kind of cool in the very beginning of the match rusev goes to put lashley through a table right away i think it was with like a samoan drop or something and lashley flipped the table over i like that that was pretty cool because it was like you can't go through a table if it's upside down. I, I hate. I don't know. What'd you guys give this? I match? gave it one and a half. Uh, I gave it one point seven five. Same. Um, I what? thought it was marginally better than the Roman Reigns, so I couldn't give them the same. But at the same time, it sucked. It here's, sucked ass. Here's. I mean, one thing though that was funny to me is the video package right before the match. Mm-hmm. It was like total TMZ spoof. Oh yeah, it was. I it forgot was to mention that. It was a complete TMZ yeah. spoof. It was like TLC. But it was like. <laughs> so my, my comment on this is like I'm glad that WWE is at least self-aware enough to realize just how ridiculous their storyline is it looks like some bullshit episode on the E! Network it does not the WWE Network the, the E! e Network. Network Yeah. so uh, question is this the worst storyline of the year can you think of anything worse 
Um. Oh man. It probably is. What I about? Mean, um. You know what the crazy thing yeah. is? It kind of started picking up steam for a little bit, and they like sh- shoved it right back into the trash. It's just smut. Has Has Bobby Lashley been back longer than a year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the Sami Zayn. So the sister. Because we talked thing. about that last year on our okay. year yeah. review yep, 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 video yep, yep. that we did. Good call. Um. I feel like. The Mike Canellis. He's the, involved in both of them. The Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis cucking shit. If that had been carried on, I think that, that was worse than this. But yeah, this has been pretty bad. Man, I just can't do it. So that's all and we it, have to say about it. That. Also, looks like this feud isn't over. Just release Rusev and call it good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're not gonna. They're not gonna release. The whole Rusev. thing about the show that's weird is like the heels like are constantly getting over. So it's like, yeah, have your friends beat up Roman Reigns freaking steal a guy's wife it doesn't matter you're gonna win in the end it's all gonna be good i feel like rusev the only thing that this feud has going for it is we're eventually gonna see rusev win something but maybe not who knows we'll see maybe this was the blow off we'll see uh now it's main event time nope the street profits are in the back they're yelling i didn't want i didn't did i miss this was i sleeping during this probably and then they're yelling and then all Roman, sudden, Roman and, and Corbin come through, oh, and then yeah. the revival and the New Day come through. And, and they're then fighting. The, they're the street, fighting. That's the literally street what happens. <laughs> That's the right, they're start fighting. I forgot they're fighting. Can you, can you please read how I wrote that right there? <laughs> Thank you. Fighting. They're fighting, and they yeah, they fighting. That's not the last fighting we're gonna see. I hate the. We'll get there. Uh, this cool is video package. Really cool video package. I still don't know why Becky and Charlotte are teaming together, but fuck. Because there's no one else. Because there's no, one no else. other tag teams, and this is going to be uh, another ladder match for the women's tag team championships i do appreciate and i know they've had it for a few weeks but i gotta say i do appreciate the new uh music for the kabuki warriors it's nice that it's not just a poorly done mashup that cuts in between both uh and oscar song so thank you wwe for finally making them seem like a real tag team uh should we just get to what happened in this match off the top yeah there there was exploder there was uh uh charlotte did the suplex it was charlotte that knocked out Sane? Yeah. I thought it was the Beck exploder into the <laughs> It was an exploder into the into the into the guardrail. Yeah, I thought a Becky hit it. It Maybe. was Charlotte. Okay. I believe. I could be wrong. But uh there was a point in this match, and I saw the internet kind of debating what the spot was because Kyrie was acting a little bit odd through the first portion of this match. But there's a a part of this match about halfway through when uh Charlotte hits we'll say Charlotte, hits this exploder suplex. I got I put Becky did it to Oscar, so Oh, okay. You're right. So there's a point in this match when Charlotte hits Sane with an exploder suplex into the barricade and her head, Kurt Angles. If you remember the King of the Ring 2001, oh, yeah. Kurt Angles' head bounced off the concrete. That happened. And Kyrie Sane was clearly out of it for the rest of this match. Uh, so you have to take that into account when you talk about this match. Right. It still was good. There was a lot of innovative spots. I loved the spot where Becky gets tied to the ladder like an old-timey damsel in a Western movie on the train tracks. Oh, I love that. Uh, which took her out of the match for a little bit while the, the Kabuki Warriors, they really worked like a real tag team in this match. They did. It was awesome. Uh, and I loved how whenever Sane would like get in trouble, she you could hear her like visibly yelling for Asuka, which is what you would do in a situation like that. You know, A lot of uh, talk going on... Uh, Another fun spot in this match. At one point, Kyrie hit under the ring, and they pull her out, and she has a fire extinguisher, <laughs> and she like blasts them with it. That was pretty fun. Uh, so yeah, once her head bounced off, I mean, you could see she was wobbly leg. She was missing stuff. She just the spear was tough to watch. Yeah, when Charlotte went to hit her with the spear, and she just fell, and then Charlotte slapped her. Did right you in see the, face. the the fan video of Becky trying to hide Kyrie Kyrie Sane under the ring to, to give her a few yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you could see, like, this was kind of, in a way, it was kind of fascinating because if you really watched closely, you could see a lot of the, the, the women talking to each other a lot, a lot of spot calling, a lot of changing things on the fly. Uh, personally, I'm surprised in 2019 that they let her continue in this match because she took some big boy bumps. Like, yes, she did. That power bomb that she could h- hardly get up for. Right. Charlotte power bombed her through the table. It was just kind of tough to watch. Uh, also, it was a she, good like, match. Put though. herself through a table. Yeah, she hit. She's that going for insane weird. elbows still. I mean, but like, the, the camera angle was jacked on that. Yes, it was. All of a sudden, there was just a really weird sound, and she's just on the ground. And yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Becky Lynch hits a nice leg drop on Oscar through a table toward the end of this match. Uh, Sane goes for an insane elbow, but she kind of misses it. It's obvious that she's really struggling at this point. Eventually, Oscar powerbomb Charlotte through a table from the apron. Which no, that was, was dope. That was awesome. 
that was quite the bump Charlotte took. Oscar, Oscar started carrying, man. It was yeah. great. And then Oscar, so the the rope that they tied Becky to, they had tied to the ladder. And at one point, Becky's climbing, and it looks like she's got the match won. But Oscar pulls on the rope and knocks her off the ladder. That allows uh, Oscar to climb the ladder and grab the belt. And the Kabuki Warriors retain in twenty six minutes. It what'd was you, a long match, but it, it? it did kind of fly by. There were a lot of fun spots. Uh, the Kyrie Sane injury definitely affects the match for me. She was not able to do a ton, uh, but I still enjoyed it. I gave it three. Uh, well, let's do three and a quarter because I did like it. Uh, I thought it was a serviceable main event. Unfortunately, what happened directly after it kind of killed all the momentum they had. Maybe uh, we'll I'm get just, to that. Maybe I'm being way too positive, but I get three and three quarters. Hey, I it, thought it was awesome. Give it what you think. I really like the what match. Uh, I felt no bad for here. Kyrie Sane, but man, she gutted it out. She did. She really and did. Becky. Becky kind of got some of that momentum back in this it felt match, like I it. thought. Yeah, yeah, it felt like it. It was awesome. Uh, well, no, excuse me. Hold on, hold on. I gave it three stars just because the Kyrie, um, the Ky- it was just hard to watch. It was. You're absolutely it right. Was. There was a moment there after um, Kyrie had been put through the table, and they had like a, there was a screenshot of it on Twitter, too, where you saw Asuka crawl over to Kyrie. And her, she looks like she and is she's like, struggling. She's, dude, she's just like so, almost yeah, sobbing. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It was and tough. She's, and Asuka's like trying to say, hey, get up. Like, we can we can do this. Just make it just a little bit longer. And she's just spaghetti legs. I, 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 I'm surprised that you aren't seeing more people, especially on Twitter, like... Outraged? Outraged that they let her finish this match because in 2019, knowing what we know about head trauma and the way that works, I, I'm shocked that they let her continue the match. I'm glad she gutted it out and she still had a good performance, but it, she was, it was one of the most obvious head injuries I've seen someone suffering in a match in a long, sure. long time I'm, since maybe Kurt Angle. I mean, I'm, that might be a stretch, but we still have no updates. Yeah. Right? She's still not clear. That's she all was, they're going to say. She was taken off the road. Yeah. All they're going to say is she's not cleared and they're being very coy about it. So we'll see uh, immediately after the match. And I mean, immediately after this match ends. Some people thought this was an audible to fill time, by the way. Really? But yeah. then they still cut it off like a minute. And, it, yeah. and it was at like three minutes. Yeah, three hours, three five hours. minutes. So we, it's important to note during the match, King's like, I'm just being told in my headset that uh, they're still fighting backstage. So keep your eye on that. And I, I knew because I read what happened, but I was like, he actually mentioned it. They're actually going to focus on it. And they did. Uh, you see Asuka and Kyrie with the belts for maybe six seconds, and then they instantly cut to backstage, and there's just Corbin and the Street Profits and Reigns and the Revival and, right. and Ziggler, and just everybody's fighting. And that's how the show goes off the air. You never get a, you never there's, go, we never go back to the ring to see. Reigns, Reigns spears Corbin into a huge ass crowd of idiots. Yeah. And, <laughs> a huge ass crowd of idiots. Uh, and, and that's then, how the show and, goes and literally off the just air. goes up, done. Yeah, so that's how you end the show. You so don't. What did you give the show? I, you know, I, I initially had a C minus. I said C because there were some good matches. I, 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 as we're talking about it though, I feel tempted to give it a D plus because I really hated a lot of what was on this. Yeah, card. I, mean, I gave it a C minus. I'm just, giving it a very low C minus. I mean, considering that I gave a lot of matches lower than you guys, I gotta go C minus. <laughs> I'm giving it a very low. I want to give it a D plus, but that. The, t- the New Day match, both the latter matches were good, and the uh, Buddy Murphy Alistair Black match also, was phenomenal. Also, w- putting it in perspective of a lot of the shows that we've given D pluses to, like, didn't have a four star match on it at all. Yeah, so I gotta go. I'll go C minus. I got C minus. Uh, I really struggled to get through it. I, I, I think. This was not the way WWE wanted to to go to conclude their pay-per-view. What? I mean, compared to 2018, where a lot of the pay-per-views were hits, like big hits, too. 2019 is kind of going to go down as like, what happened this year? Uh, yeah. yeah. And I know we're doing a year in review show, but let's kind of talk about that. What happened to WWE this year? This was one of the roughest years I can remember for this company. It was very... In a long it time. It would get good, then bad, then good, But at the same bad. time... You have NXT who is thriving right now, right? And, but the main roster, man, what a what a year! And this just felt like the microcosm of all of that. And what a fitting way to end the pay per view year with a wet fart you know, of a show. You know, I liked the Royal Rumble, and I liked the Elimination Chamber, and I liked WrestleMania. And then after that, it got shit. And they had a moment, like every show had its moment. But I thought that what three months after AEW debuted. Uh, I thought, or Dynamite debuted, I should say. I think that they were like doing some good, uh, innovative shit, trying to stay relevant. Wait, not relevant. Wait, what? Three months after Dynamite started? Yeah, Dynamite's only been around. Yeah, Dynamite has been around for three months. Sorry, 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 sorry. 
Um, fuck. Are I you talking about after, like the summer months with like, like double summer, or nothing? And yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, as soon as as soon as yeah, I'm sorry, double or nothing. When when shit really started to get hype and people were really starting to buy in AEW, um, and WWE, you could tell started having an oh shit reaction. I thought that that was when they started to step things up. And then once once we started once the fiend Seth Rollins Hell in the Cell happened, that's when it was just like oh shit. Yeah, it really fell oh, off. Oh shit! Like, fell Here off we Earth go. After that. We had Survivor Series, which was a little bit of a respite from that. But yeah, Survivor Series was good. I mean, that series was good. But this is why it's like up and down, up uh, and yeah. down, up and down, up and down. And I think if can't... you made a graph of like pay per view quality, like it would definitely be trending downwards with the occasional uh, spikes. And I mean, let's be honest, Stomping Grounds probably wasn't that great of a pay per view. We just all liked it because we yes, were there. You're yeah, right. I mean, you're right. When you think back to that show, like what matches really stick out to you? To me, it's the main event with Seth and Baron because that was so Evans. bad. And the cage match, which wasn't even the best cage match uh, probably of the year. So, in hindsight, it was a good match. But, you know, it's... There's 2019 for you. And we'll obviously get into it more in two weeks. Oh, we will. That was uh, TLC. And I'll have my dates (laughs) fucking figured out. I kind of knew what you were trying to say. I was, like, doing the math in my head. I was like, October, November, Uh December. They've almost been around for three months. Let's get to calls. We have three of them this week, it appears. Uh, one from Kiefer, one from Jake, and one from Dakota, the real DZ of professional, professional wrestling. And we will kick off with him. Let's see what he has to say on this fine Tuesday evening, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for you, Tuesday for us. I'm just rambling at this point. Let's get to the call. Hey, big boys and body slams. This is once again your pal, say it with, with me, me, the real DZ of professional, professional wrestling. Back you rushed through with it this a time. two-part question for you. Part one, I've been diving into my keyboard like no other recently. And nice. I was just curious which wrestling themes you fellas would propose I learn on the ivories. Oh. And part two... With the Royal Rumble being in six weeks, who do you expect to be some surprise entries in the contest? Or who would you like to see return that nobody may be talking about? Keep up the good work, big boys! Hey, uh, for a surprise guest in the Royal Rumble, Abyss. Calling it now. Oh, that'd be big. Because he's wor- he works for the company. Why not just have him come into the Royal Rumble? That'd be Rumble? pretty sick, yeah. Great colleague. Stop. I want to see Collie win the thing. Luke, do you have any ideas for... <laughs> Shit, not really. Je- Jeff Jarrett, Shane Helms, uh, I can see Jeff Jarrett. Just Sanjay, so Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt, the guys in the back. Devon, yeah. maybe Jason Jordan. Oh. A- any of these guys that work in the back? That can take a low impact. Maybe Finley. Yeah. I, I mean, it. it's, been be cool. long, it's been long enough on some I of these feel guys. Like, do you guys feel like they've kind of been dropping the ball with surprise entrance in the men's rumble? Edge? Is, would Edge? Oh, Edge. Edge is a good Ooh, one. Would that Edge? would be a good yeah. one. Oh, and for a theme you should learn on your keyboard, Joey Janela. Yeah, that's a good one. Or the Young Bucks. Or because I walked out to it at my wedding, you could do uh, Voodoo Child. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep keep tickling those ivories. Uh, right, by us the a, way, right us a By theme. the way, dude, please do not try to dive into a keyboard. That's going to hurt. You're supposed to dive into like eight feet of water. You're such a goofy bastard. Or pudding. Pudding? <laughs> yeah, dude. If it's a pudding match. Yeah. That'd be uh, that'd be tough to get out hey, of. Hey, did you guys know that... The, this is a total sidebar, but... Do you guys know that the WWE did a pudding match like five years ago? Probably. Between Stephanie McMahon and Vicky Guerrero? Oh. Five, five years ago? It was in like 2012 or 2013. That's wow. still like seven years ago, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, well... What's the, ne- what's the next Who's call? counting? We're all bad with numbers It's still today. 2010 in my head. Dates are so, hard. You know. uh, next is going to be Kiefer. And uh, let's see what Kiefer has got. Chief on. It's beginning to look a lot like fuck this. <laughs> what is going on, guys? I'm here calling in, freezing my tail off in Kansas, where I think it you broke Luke with that currently <laughs> snowing. Uh, just wanted to see and ask you guys if... If you had to put a basketball team together using pro wrestlers, who would you pick? I would pick as my point guard, Darby Allen, for his speed and quickness. Shooting guard, Xavier Woods, for his... uh, I feel like he would have a good jump shot, and he's very smart. For my small forward, Cody, for his size and, and quickness also. For my power forward, Randy Orton. And for my center, I'd pick Luchasaurus. 
Thanks, guys. Hope you're uh, not as cold as I am today. Take That's care. That's a good question. Did he say current wrestlers, or can we use anybody? He didn't say current wrestlers. So, so Great Collie is my center. Great Collie is my center, for Braun sure. Braun Strowman's my center. He's got a little more mobility. Yeah, but Collie. No, we could stop Collie in the paint. No. I'm just saying, I feel like Braun Strowman could stop anybody. Like, that dude is. Uh, I agree with Randy Orton as a power forward. Power I was going to say Kevin Nash is my power forward oh, okay. if he's healthy because he was. A power forward. Yeah, he was a super good basketball player. So I'm put. So I'm going. I'm going all in their prime here. Okay. So I'm going Kali. Kali. I am going. Kevin Nash. Okay. So who's my smallest forward? Can I use Dennis Rodman because he wrestled? No. Oh. Got to be mean, a full time wrestler. Taker was a college ball player. Too. There you go. Yeah. There, there's another good one. Dude, I might put Kofi on there. He's so athletic. I know. A ricochet or. Oh, Ricochet's, Ricochet's my, my point. point guard. Yeah, for Ricochet's sure. in the point. Yeah, Ricochet's my point guard. Do you, Honestly, I, Marco Stunt, anyone? Stop. Okay. I if we were just to like go off the crazy, you know, elements that people display, like AJ Styles at the point, just because I would do AJ Styles shooting he, guard. He's smart as hell. Oh yeah, AJ he shooting strokes. Guard. He probably strokes. I can see it. I'm gonna say AJ shooting guard. I'm gonna say Ricochet point guard, and I'm gonna go Kofi at the small four. I might go, be a little undersized. I'm gonna go but. current guys because just to kind of bounce off you. So for center, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Strowman. Yeah, then Strowman's a center. Strowman's a good one, and for power forward, you might even use Luchasaurus. Yeah, I could see him as more of a power forward. He, I think he's a little. Sh- I don't know how tall he is, but he doesn't. Isn't he like six nine? He's that tall. Well, like, that's yeah, he's definitely, very tall. That's definitely center. Well, height. dude, but he's also his athleticism is stupid. That's true. He, there's no way he's not yamming. He's on power forward. He's my power forward. For yeah, sure. I think, That's a good I, think question. I think Strowman, Luchasaurus, who's our small forward? Kofi. Yeah, Kofi, AJ, and Ricochet. Ricochet might be a good one. That might be the unbeatable. Well, Scorpio Sky's got to be in there too. Oh, he's yeah. six man. Yeah, he's the thing. Sure. He's coming off the bench. There we go. Sure. I like that. That's a good by question. By the way, by the way, as you could clearly tell, that your comment, your the, song broke, Luke. Yeah, that was that killed me. You're great. That was a good call. That was a good. Hey, what part of Kansas friend, are you in? We have a friend in Kansas. We do? I'm going to try to go to Royals game next. Oh, yeah. We summer. do have a friend in Kansas. That's right. That would be fun. Yeah. Do it. Uh, Sorry about the Keith, snow, let's Kyle. go to a Royals game. Let's do it. When it's not snowing. Get get in contact with Kyle. You guys can have a date. Uh, last but not least, we're going to go to Jake Jonas, the sugar daddy in the flesh himself. Sugar. See what he has to say to close out our calls for a fun week. What up, fellas? It's your boy, Jake Jonas. And I got a couple questions for you this week. Uh, so my first question is, what did you guys think of TLC Bray Wyatt fighting The Miz rather than The Fiend fighting The Miz? Um, personally for me, let's move on. That angle was awful. <laughs> oh, and, bit of a hot take there. Uh, my last question is, if you guys ha- had seen any of the stuff on social media where people were trying to crucify Becky Lynch and Charlotte claiming that you know, these girls intentionally uh, injured Kyrie when, if you watch it back, it's pretty damn obvious that Becky goes out of her way to let everyone know that Kyrie's hurt and to throw an audible for the finish. Um, as always, love the show. You guys are great. Have a good one. Peace. We love you too, Sugar Daddy. Anybody giving heat to Charlotte or Becky? Oh, I can saw just, it too. I did too. That's can, so stupid. Just GTFO. They're, they're not trying to hurt anyone. Here's that is thing. stuffy internet fan Here's at its thing. finest. Becky Lynch shouldn't. It, it, not that not that either of them are appropriate to include in that. Becky Lynch should not be in that conversation whatsoever. Considering that she the whole match she after was that, going out of her way to check on Kyrie every chance she got. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, Charlotte. Charlotte still delivered some of the spots pretty hard. Yeah, but that power bump through the table was, boom, that was ooh, a big one. Smacking the shit out of her and yeah. stuff like that. But still, still, these girls all, it was If clear. you're going to blame somebody, blame WWE officials and trainers for not stepping in, not giving her proper medical care. Even the officials were, were scurrying around making, like, they all called audibles. Yeah. All of them completely right. adjusted the match. It's just one of those things that happens sometimes. Uh, as far as your Bray Wyatt comment, man, I, I can't, I, I kind of disagree. I, I thought the... I thought the angle was good. It, it was rushed, but everything in WWE has been rushed. Right. This, this could have been stretched out over a two-month, really two-month program. Condensed. All of everything condensed. is condensed within three weeks because you finish the pay-per-view, you have your post-pay-per-view angles, and then you set up for your new angles for the next pay-per-view. So right. everything almost, is so, so condensed. It's almost like they could remember, eliminate a few remember old, uh, Remember old uh, SmackDown versus Raw, like 06 GM mode? Yeah. Like to get to get like five star everything, you had to like oh feud feud feud. 
Yeah. Pay per view. Yeah. Feud's over. Feud, yep. feud, feud. Like that's you got a hot exactly, shot everything. That's exactly uh, what it feels so like. So I think I liked what we got. I think I mean this was my same sorry, this is my same complaint with the Daniel Bryan feud was that it was good. It was just what we got was just so condensed. Uh I like that Bray is wrestling. I d- I'm a little conflicted. I, I'm not gonna say that this match needed to be for the title because it didn't, because this was a, f- a fam- your family is a much more serious thing than the title. I just think that this show could have used like a main title match, but that's just a completely separate. Yeah, I right? agree. Even a mid card title match would have been good. I agree. Uh, but I like Bray as wrestling as Bray as long as it's not something we start seeing more often. I think once every I think it just makes seeing the fiend better. Yeah, though. once every few months, if we can get a Bray Wyatt match, I'm okay with that. But yeah, I just think. Maybe if they given the, had given this more time, maybe you'd be more open to it. Uh, but if not, that's cool, too. Let, call in next week and let us know what you didn't like about it, because I'm kind of interested to see a differing opinions since the three of us all agree. That's all our calls for the week. And next week, we are looking at, uh, what was it called? In Your House. Seasons, seasons Beatings. That's right. I'll run through the wink, card wink, real nudge, quick. Nudge. Get it? We have uh, Marty Jannetty and Razor Ramon versus the One Two Three Kid and Psycho Sid. Oh, that's random. I like we, it. We have Ahmad Johnson versus Amen. Buddy Landell. That's random. We have Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Henry O. Goodwin in a Hark- God, oh, Arkansas no. hog pin match with Hillbilly Jim as special guest referee. Oh that God. sounds like zero oh, stars. No. We have Owen <laughs> we have Owen Hart versus Diesel. Okay. We have Undertaker versus King Mabel in a casket match. Oh, and we have Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog. I'm holding off for that Bret Hart versus British Bulldog match. That that's gonna be what's keeping me going you know, through that uh, show. We're going to have to get a pay-per-view with a good damn Taker match on it at some point soon. We'll get there. we got uh, a lot of Taker career we haven't even I touched know. on this show yet. I know. So that was Big Boys and Body Slams for the week. We hope you'll join us next week for the final episode of 2019. We're going to – it's going to be coming to you on Christmas Day. So no schedule changes on Christmas Day if you so choose. I don't imagine we'll get many streams that day, but if you want to, it'll, it'll be, be out Christmas Day at noon. As always, Merry Christmas. Too, Too sweet. sweet.